welcome to Over the Edge Podcast with Paige Ray. I am Paige. And this is a weekly chat about pushing creative boundaries, making big moves without knowing all of the answers, and jumping off a cliff to our dreams while figuring out how to build a plane on the way down. So find your favorite chair, grab your coffee, and get ready to live the dream without losing your mind. Let's go over the edge together, friends. When is it time to stop? When you're in the creative process, how do you know when to stop being a creative? How do you know when to stop creating? A few weeks ago, we talked about your follow through and how important it is, that hardest part of the project, that last 10%, how hard it can be to really keep going and finish and follow through on that project and get it done the the way you really wanna get it done. We talked about how to move through that energy and how to keep that vision and keep going. But today I want to talk about how to know when it's time to stop. And I don't necessarily mean when is it time to stop in the middle of a project. I mean, when is it time to give your brain a rest so that it can ultimately keep going in the best way possible? Or when is it time to just give up? right? Because sometimes things just aren't working and we can ask ourselves, why isn't this working? Is this not the right time for it? First though, I want to talk about the difference between rest and pause and stop, right? There is a difference. So stopping a project is stopping a project. Pausing a project is putting it on the back burner. And then resting is simply taking a nap, And maybe you take that nap a few days in a row, right? It doesn't just have to be a 20-minute nap. Maybe you pause, maybe you get in that rest mode for a few days. And pause is something where you're going to put it on the back burner for an extended amount of time. Stopping is something where you are just done. And that's okay. All of these, by the way, are okay. And what this comes back to is the ability to ask ourselves, where does my intuition reside within my body? everybody's intuition sits in a different place. For me, for example, my intuition sits kind of around my heart area, my stomach area. Anything I really need to know anytime I need to listen to my intuition, that's where it hits me first and that's where it guides me the strongest. But other people exist differently. Some people can have their intuition exist in their mind and maybe it's forming thoughts, maybe it's forming visions, maybe it's actually forming words. Some people, you know, maybe you maybe you feel it in your fingertips. Intuition sits differently in your body for everybody. So I want you to take a moment and close your eyes and I want you to go through this exercise with me. So I want you to take a moment, I want you to close your eyes, take a deep breath in and let it out. Do that again. And let it out. This is helping me today too. (laughs) Take one more deep breath in. And let it out. You deserve those breaths. So I want you to think about two separate things. The first thing that you're going to think about is something that did not go to plan. I want you to think about something that went really really wrong and it can be anything it could be a family vacation it could be a work project Uh, it could be anything I want you to sit for a moment I want you to let that come back into your mind and I want you to visualize the moment when you realized that this was about to go off the rails the moment when you sat there and you went oh man oh crap (laughs) 
this wasn't supposed to go like this, right? I want you to visualize that moment. And with that in your mind, I want you to pinpoint where you feel it in your body. Maybe you feel it in your mind with anxiety. Maybe you feel it in your heart with stress. Maybe you feel it in your stomach with butterflies. But I want you to pinpoint where it's hitting you the moment you knew like, oh man, this is not working, right? Okay, so take another deep breath in. And when you let that deep breath out, I want you to let that vision out too. You don't have to look at it anymore because we don't need to cause you stress. We just needed to use that moment for a moment. So now what I want you to do with your eyes closed again is I want you to visualize a time when everything did go to plan, where everything did work out perfectly. It's a little nicer to picture, isn't it? Take another deep breath in and let it out. I want you to pinpoint the place in your body where you feel the excitement about this time. That moment within this time where you knew, ooh, it's working, it's doing, it's going, it's happening, right? This is the thing. And it, again, it could be a family vacation. It could be a work project. It could be coffee with your friends. It could be anything. It could be anything that really made you excited, happy, and inspired. I want you to think about that moment and I want you to think about where in your body you start to get excited. Is it in your mind? Is it in your throat? Is it in your heart? Is it in your stomach? Where does this register for you? I would bet you it registers about the same place that the didn't go to plan scenario also registered because that's where your intuition is sitting for you. If it's two different places, what you're going to be learning is the difference between those places because sometimes it's really easy to mistake uh, anxiety for intuition, right? So if you're feeling like I can't really tell which place it is, it's a few different places, sometimes our anxiety or our worry sits in a different place than our intuition and that's what gets confusing because sometimes it feels the same. So that's why we're also bringing up the good time to start to clarify things for us. So if you have to pick one or the other, pick the good time. So this is where we start to identify where our intuition sits within our bodies. And that's going to be our guiding compass in figuring out when it is time to stop. And it sounds so simple and it sounds like the advice people have given you before. Listen to your intuition. But listening to your intuition is not easy. It is not something we actually praise in our society. In our society, we normally praise think logically, think linearly, um, think, uh, think in terms of goals and steps and what you've done and what you need to do, right? But when we switch and we start to ask ourselves, no, think according to your intuition. How does this feel to you inside of your body? Does this feel right? Does it feel like where you're supposed to be? Does it feel like what you're supposed to be doing? And what does it mean to listen to that? Because what's really hard is when somebody says to you, why did you stop doing this? Why did you stop offering this? Why did you stop, uh, you know, making this? Why did you stop on this project? And your answer is it just didn't feel right. That is rarely accepted. Like people look at you like, what do you mean? It just didn't feel right. It was cool. It was awesome it was you know this x y and z but what they're really doing is they're projecting their expectations on you you don't have to listen right it's okay to listen to your intuition and sometimes it does take time to hone it it takes time to figure out the difference between intuition and anxiety and on the other side of the coin it takes time to know the difference between intuition and hope right 
anxiety confuses us, but so does hope. And hope certainly is not a bad thing. Anxiety is not a bad thing either. These are just different indicators within your mind about what you're worried about happening or what you want to happen. But those things are not the same thing as intuition. So getting clarity on the difference is really powerful because then you really can start listening to what your body is telling you and your body will be very clear about what is right and what is not right. So when it comes back, when we come back to the conversation about how to know when to stop, rest, or pause, your body will tell you. And here's the thing about stopping is stopping isn't always stopping permanently. I want to be really clear about that because something that I see now that I've been doing this creative thing And if you don't know, if if you're new here, I've been working in media for about 20 years now. I started as a journalist, as a writer, and as an editor, and then I shifted into photography and visual mediums. So now I am a commercial photographer and videographer, and also we do website design here. That's a new offer that we finally debuted. We've been doing for a few years, and we finally officially debuted it this year. But I've been working in media for about 20 years. So I have been working on creative projects for a long, long time. And I've worked with a lot of creatives over that time. And something interesting that I've seen over the years is sometimes we start a project, we get an idea for a project, we get excited about it, we get started on it. And then for whatever reason, we put it on the back burner, we hit pause, or we stop on it. Who knows why? Um, Different things come up at different times. And then years later, we come back to it for one reason or another. And it's because it's finally the right time to come back to it. Your energy is ready for it. Your inspiration is ready for it. You know exactly how you want to proceed with it. Whereas when you stopped years ago with it, you just weren't sure how to move forward or that you could move forward. Uh, a good example of that is this podcast. I've been wanting to do a podcast forever, but I had to learn how to do a podcast. <laughs> I didn't know how to learn know how to do a podcast for a while, but it wasn't just that. It wasn't learning how to do a podcast. It was my energy just wasn't there yet. And I don't mean my awake energy. I mean my inspiration, creative energy wasn't clear on what to create just yet. Until one day I was. And this was a project I could step back into that had started percolating years ago. And then I could actually move forward with it. So sometimes as creatives, we get these ideas or these inspirations early on. And I would even go so far as to call them premonitions for what our future selves want. And maybe we start at a certain place and we come back to it years later. That's okay. That's also a form of stopping. It's a form of... Um, it's kind of a form of magic because what you're doing is you're starting, but you got to stop so that a few different things can happen around this project that will maybe shift it into a different direction, but it's the direction it's supposed to go in. And that won't happen if you're forcing it, right? So when it comes to, is it time to rest? Is it time to pause? Is it time to stop? Your intuition will tell you, and I want you to start paying attention to that. Because sometimes you will need to rest. If you're in burnout mode, if you've got 20 projects on your desk and you've got to get them out to clients and you don't have the time to do these side projects that you really want to do, that can become a rest situation. If you are in creation mode and working on a project and you have the time, you are able to prioritize it, but you constantly feel overwhelmed and confused by it, 
that can be either a pause or a stop situation. It's not bad to feel overwhelmed or confused. And sometimes what you really just need is a collaboration or you need somebody to sit and hash it out with, like just sit and talk through it with. And in that instance, it becomes a rest situation, right? But if you are feeling your intuition tell you, this isn't it, this isn't the time, this feels wrong, it's okay to put it down for a minute until your intuition becomes clear on what is right for you, on how you do want to move forward. And again, it is a scary, confusing thing because sometimes your anxiety will trick you into thinking you have to put this project down when your intuition is really telling you to keep going. And learning the difference between those two things is really powerful and really hard and it takes a long time. So I want you to start to think about a practice you can start to cultivate for yourself where you practice your intuition essentially. And I want you to first identify where your intuition lives within your body. And then I want you to go through every single project that is complete. Every project that you've ever done. And I want you to make a little note. And you can make a note however you prefer to make notes. Some people want to write. Some people want to speak. Whatever that looks like for you. Some people want to use stickers. Do do what makes this yours. But go through all of your past projects that are completed. And I want you to ask yourself, what is my what did my intuition tell me about this project? Did my intuition tell me to do it? Did my intuition tell me not to do it? Did I listen? And what was the outcome? And if you go through all of your past projects like that, you're, you will start to see a pattern. And that pattern is what becomes really important because that's going to start to clarify for you what's going on in terms of intuition versus anxiety versus hope, right? So it's time to listen to your intuition about when to stop, when to pause, and when to rest because those things are allowed. And sometimes you need those, those elements in order to follow through. Sometimes you need to rest in order to finish. Sometimes you need to rest in order to reroute your project over time. And it's okay to do all of that. Thank you for joining me here today on Over the Edge podcast. Come back next week. And of course, like, subscribe, give me five stars. I would love that. Um, Help a girl out because I am new to this podcasting thing and I could really use the support. Thank you guys so much for being here and I'll talk to you next week.